The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to From Good to Amazing, where each week we feature various authors and leading-edge individuals that are making a difference in the world and teaching people how to move from good to amazing. Most individuals teach this very nature of moving from good to amazing because they have done so in their own lives. And so today, I'm thrilled to have with us London-based Claire Chidley. Claire, welcome to our show today. It's a delight to have you. Same here, Temple. It's absolutely amazing to be able to speak to you from three and a half thousand miles away in England. And I'd like to say good evening to all the listeners. (laughs) I know. Who would have figured with today's technology the ability that we can communicate all the way across the world and make a difference, right? Yeah, absolutely. And i tell you one thing we've got in common tonight is that both countries are trick-or-treating. And I've had about 60 children knocking on my front door tonight, so I now have no sweets left. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. Well, as a matter of fact, I was talking yesterday about life is about trick-or-treat. You're either tricked by the way life can work for you, or you get the treats because you understand a law that's always working. And I know, Claire Chidley, that you absolutely understand how the law works. You've been a transformational trainer, a coach, and a mentor for many years. Um, You're going across the world teaching 360 wisdom. Tell us about the program that you've created and how does that work, because I know it helps people move from good to amazing. Yeah, what, what, what interests me is going back to the trick-or-treat thing. If you feel tricked, it's as if the world is actually reacting around you. If you feel treated, you have a very different perspective on the world. It's like, it's not about control, it's about your ability to go with the flow. And that's basically what 360 Wisdom is about. Um, I've worked for many years working with people in communities I don't know what the American term would be, but I worked in our uh, government and I worked in our local government with schools, 
with the arts, culture, and with economic development. That was basically trying to sort of develop our, our economic infrastructure. And, and one of the things that I, I learned from working and meeting so many people is that a lot of people feel quite out of balance, as if everything's happening to them and they, they aren't able to sort of move their way through life. And it's almost like a wave coming at you where if you can just kind of swim over the next bit of wave, there might be a bit of calm sea. And I just found this sort of technique, I suppose, where it sort of flicked the switch across, and it enabled me to become quite balanced in my outlook. And once I'd been able to achieve that, I started to think, how can I help other people get there? And the theory behind 360 wisdom is very simple, because we always remember simple things. And I think... Quite often in life, we make life very complicated. So it's a circle with four quarters. Think, feel, create, and believe. And I'll just give you a little example, but the aim is to try and get those quarters into balance. Because once you've got all of those things in balance, then you're standing on the center of the circle with a very special outlook and view on life. And religions and different spiritual beliefs all have this sort of same phrase, and I call it my HP, my HP source. It's what I call my higher power. So do you want me to just go into a bit more detail about the model? Please do, yes, because um, okay. I'm... And I, could you give us an example? Like if, if sure. someone's in a relationship and it's not really serving... Uh, him, yep. and he's very unhappy, but yet he keeps going back and keeps going back. Yes. Uh, yes. Walk us through the model of what that could look like. Okay. Well, what, 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 it, it very much depends. What, what the model does is it's actually, um, I've, I've got a book, and inside the book you can actually do this little series of exercises that will actually tell you which one of those quarters you're stronger in. So, for example, mine is probably create. Somebody else's might be think. What that tends to mean is if we're doing too much thinking, we're not doing enough of the other three things, the believing, the feeling, or the creating. Now, somebody who's in a difficult relationship, who keeps going round and round in circles, there's something from that person's past, probably a thinking pattern, or possibly a feel, an emotional pattern, that they keep going round and round and round in the loop with. And I find that when people do my workshops, they have this aha moment where they suddenly realize what they've been doing. So, for example, I have a friend called Andrea who's absolutely lovely when she's in a good state of being. She's one of these women who's very generous, very heartfelt. She'll give you the last meal um, in her house. But when she goes wobbly, everything goes wrong. And she's constantly trying to find a male partner who gives her stability and strength. But because she's normally quite strong, she keeps on going with very weak men and her relationships end. So when she did my workshop, she suddenly realized that and actually started to think more about the kind of person that she'd want to be with in the future. So it's just, that's just one small example. But I'll give you an example from my own point of view. Um, I've, I obviously set up my own business and I wanted to start to sell 360 because I'm so passionate about it. And I found selling myself very difficult because I come from a family of public servants. So we serve the public, we don't think of the self. And every time I tried to promote my courses, I could hear my mother's voice. 
And my mother would say, all salespeople are a bit ignorant, they're not very bright. If you're clever, you're meant to be a lawyer or a doctor or a teacher. Well, that's absolute rubbish. I mean, there's some fantastic companies in England that I, I enjoy buying products from. So it's, it's about reframing and rethinking your whole attitude to life. And to be honest with you, Temple, trying to work out what are my thoughts compared to my mother's or my aunt's or my father's or my uncle's, because quite often we think, and they're not really our thoughts at all. So it's, it's quite complex, but once you can understand that and understand the patterns, you're then at choice because you can then choose to follow those patterns or you can choose something different, and that's really quite fundamental. Have I confused you? <laughs> oh, not at all. Not at all. I've, I love hearing how passionate you are about, about your program. So with your, with your particular program, can people order it yeah. on the Internet? Or is this something yes. that they need to be physically present right. in order to be part well, of? Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've actually written um, a workbook called 360 Wisdom, A Guide to Discovering You. And it, it is actually, you can actually open it from the front cover, work your way through the book, and I hope be transformed by the end of it. Because it's full of action-packed ideas, little techniques, things to make you think differently. But I also run, I'd love to come back to, to, to Florida again, but I also run workshops, but at the moment here in England. And of course, I prefer to be with people because I love that energy and I'm fascinated by people's lives. And when people open up and tell you their stories, we can all learn from that. And part of the experience, I suppose, is you can do it on your own in the book, but it's also that sharing, that sense of community like when I came to the Unity Church that day with you and had a wonderful Sunday, it's that sense and the energy that you get with people in the room. Oh, you can yeah, do both. absolutely. And um, it's, it's, it's available online. But let's, let's talk more about it because I'm not here to sort of do a big sell. I'm here to explain what it's all about. Well, we definitely want people to have the information. And they would actually yeah. go to Claire Chidley, C-H-I-D-L-E-Y dot com. So it's Claire, yeah. C-L-A-I-R-E, Chidley, C-H-I-D-L-E-Y dot com. And all the information is there, not only about Claire, yeah. the various work she does as a coach and mentor, but also for the 360 Wisdom book that you can order yeah. online. So you work with people um, to look at the four quadrants of their lives, yeah. the think, how they think. Yeah. How they, how they feel, how they, how they create, and how they believe. You know, the yeah. law of attraction and the secret was such a, a surging energy that, you know, swept across the nation. And we were actually featured mm-hmm. in USA Today uh, newspaper because somehow another article through the St. Pete Times had, had come about because our, our bookstore had sold so many copies of the secret wow. at that particular time. Um, it, mm. It's very interesting, though, because, yes, we, we definitely know that there's a law of attraction. We know that there's, there's a law that's working. We know that the law is working even for those that say it isn't working. It's working for them by not working, you know, for sure. Yes, absolutely. And yes, yet, it, with everything. it's very interesting what you're saying because, and I think this is the part that a lot of people uh, sometimes don't uh, understand is that, you can think positive thoughts and you can do your affirmations every day. 
But if your emotional body is off kilter, if you have these uh, emotional beliefs in your subconscious that, in your case, was your mom about selling, uh, about the attitude of your family as far as uh, serving the public, about the the being made wrong that you are out selling yourself or thinking too much of yourself, that emotional uh, aspect will override... Um, your thinking yes. capacity to know that that you could do it, yes. that you could make a difference, because. that you you could yes. impact people, and it is yes. very interesting, like you're saying, how so many people carry that either being tricked by yes. life or being treated uh, because they're not able to understand that that true formula. So yes. I find your work to be, Absolutely. you know, so exciting. So if we could just stay with you, since you're sharing yes. your story, is that. Well, once you had that awareness of understanding mm-hmm. that your emotional beliefs were overriding your thinking, was that enough? Was the awareness enough, or what needed to happen from that point? I'm okay. sure you explain it in your no, book. No, it's a really good question, and I do. I mean, what happens with people is that they tend to then go to type. So, for example, somebody who's got a natural propensity to be a thinker will then go to the point where they go to extremes in their thinking. A creative, um, I'll give you an example of that first of all. You imagine the sort of sculptor, Mozart's the best example, amazing creative person who then became unhealthily creative. So he would shut himself away in a room for days and days on end, not eating, not sleeping. And that was one of the reasons why he died so prematurely. A thinker will just think to the point of oblivion. And you must have people in your life who are great thinkers. And when they become unhealthy, what they tend to do is more of the thing that's making them not so well. The trick with 360 is to do the opposite. So if you're naturally a thinker and you get in a bit of a fog or a muddle or you get worried or or upset if you're a feeler, do something else. Go into one of the other quarters. So I would say to a thinker, Get out of your head, get into your body, go to a Zumba dance class, go and get your hands dirty in the garden, put your hands in the soil, walk on your wonderful beach in St. Pete's and stick your hand in the sand. Do something that will stop you thinking and will bring you back to the center. So that, that for me, half the battle is solved when you know what the problem is, but then a lot of these um, techniques don't then tell you how to solve the problem. And I think that trying to do something that counterbalances the the extreme feelings or the extreme thoughts that you're having actually helps. Um, We don't talk about mental illness much in England. It's probably one of the last taboo subjects. But my father was a very, very creative man, and he ended up becoming bipolar. He was a manic depressive. And I watched him going into his mind And the only way that we could ever get him out of it would be to take him on a walk and get him into the countryside, and gradually his dark mood would lift. You think about somebody like Sir Winston Churchill, he had his black dog days. What was he? Not just the greatest prime minister Britain's ever had. He was a wonderful painter. He wrote history books. You know, he did creative things to take him out of that fog. So there's a whole series of exercises in my book that will help people, whatever their problem is, be it relationships in the field quarter, their inability to think of new ideas if they're a businessman or woman, 
or overthinking. We'll come on to the belief bit in a minute because that's your territory temple. <laughs> but okay. I have got some solutions. <laughs> oh, well, we all, we all have so much to add. And I'm loving the richness of our conversation. And we're going to take a break. But then we'll be right back to talk more about the 360 wisdom brought to us by Claire Chidley. Excellent. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, An Upgrade for the 21st Century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Do you feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need, but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karin Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. can join the discussion now by calling us toll-free at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Now, back to the program. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. 
Welcome back, everyone, and we would love to hear from you and your feedback on the various shows that we have or some that you would like to see us have at amazing at unity.fm and want to thank all of you for your continuous support of Unity Online Radio and thank you for getting this wonderful message called Unity out in the world. We see the Unity concepts being a household name and uh, philosophies that everybody can use to create more and accept more oneness in our world. Claire, it's a pleasure to have you on our show today and you have worked with leadership forums of managers, of CEOs, of leading-edge entrepreneurs, and you brought to them the wisdom of the 360 Project. And we were talking about, before break, the four quadrants that you work with with the 360 is think, feel, create, and believe. And you were talking yeah. about the thinker types and how there are so many people I mean, we've seen a lot of people in history that are almost borderline schizophrenic because they are indeed genius. And you are giving some examples of some amazing people in our history, um, like Winston Churchill, and the balance of how they achieved that by becoming more creative and um, more into nature and those kind of things. Um, Talk to us about the other quadrants because it's so interesting the the work that you're doing and I love it because it's so simple it's kind of like the concepts of the four agreements Um, it it brings you to a place of simplification of when you're out of balance uh, then you work on the other areas and you're so right Uh, most people if they say I'm I can't make a decision I'm trying to make a decision they get into analysis paralysis and they start yeah, feeding yeah. it more and more with their thinking, and they're just overwhelmed. Um, and it yeah. doesn't lead to anywhere except more confusion and more uh, disillusionment. Yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting you say that, because if we just talk about um, talent and purpose, I fundamentally believe this is going to be quite provocative, that everybody is born with a talent. The problem we have in this society is that everybody believes they want to be David Beckham or they want to win the X Factor. Now, for me, it's not about the big talent in that way. And those people are unique. If you are going to make something, do it with love. So let's put it like this. I have a friend who is very, very, very successful as a lawyer. And she's also extremely unhappy For most people, she's got two children at university, her husband's wealthy, they live in a beautiful house, and she said, I've never been happy, I don't know who I am, I don't know how I can make a contribution. And Mm. I looked at this friend and I said, what do you really love doing? And she said, I can't think of anything. I said, there'll be one thing you love. And she said, well, it's really silly. I said, go on, tell me. She said, I love making cake. And I said brilliant make me a cake and bring it next week she made me a cake and i can still taste the cake now two years later it was made from fresh lime and i said to her if that's the thing you're good at doing you just make it the best cake in the world and you know when we go out to restaurants and we eat food and we pay 30 dollars for a main course in one restaurant or in another you find that the food in one is much better than the other. It's not just the chef is better, the chef is putting some love into the food. So what I find with people is, is that 
when they go round and round in circles and they kind of get all worried, you've got to look at the belief part of the 360 wisdom model. What's my purpose? What could I be really good at? What do I love doing? Could I do something with that in my life to serve other people? And ultimately, if you serve and help other people, I truly believe you'll never be materially poor. And sometimes when I do my workshops, I think, my God, I'm being paid for this. Because the pleasure I get from seeing people having aha moments, when something connects for them and they realize something profound, that's worth all the gold in the world as far as I'm concerned. Let's talk about the other two quarters. The belief quarter, the belief quarter is really significant because it is about what's my calling, what's my life purpose. And it's actually, and this is the difference I think between this model and some of the other models I've come across, it's about doing something for the world. It's not about being of the world anymore and, and wanting to chant for a Porsche or, you know, be, create something where you want to make a million dollars. I'm not into all of that. Other people do that very well. This is about adding value and putting something back, not just for you, but for your community. I, I feel we've lost that in the Western world, that, that sense of community and that sense of unity, which I think is what you're trying to do with your church. And so the believe part is about creating that in the now, but also thinking about the future and what legacy we're going to leave behind when we're gone. So that's fundamental. That's a very important one. And a lot of people feel, well, I don't really need to worry about that until my children have grown up and I'm old. And maybe I'll worry about that when I think I might be dying. <laughs> Starting that now is really important because it's about the spiritual growth. And I have this debate with people. Um, it's not about religion. Religion and spirituality are different. It's great to be religious, but you don't have to believe in something. You just have to believe in, in the good of humanity. That's the most important thing. So that's the belief quarter. And then the feel one is really about, as you said earlier, our emotions and our feelings. And actually, again, Certain things that have happened in our past will trigger us off and will make us feel upset in the future. Um, I have a friend who um, can't drink orange juice anymore because she was drinking it as a child when her father came into the room to tell her that her mother had died in a car crash. Every time she wants to drink juice, it makes her feel sick and it brings back those feelings. That's a very extreme example. But understanding what our feelings are and how they work and here's the interesting thing. There's some wonderful books out there now. They're on the kind of like cutting edge of science. But, for example, Candice Pert, PhD, I refer to quite a lot of speakers, but she's, she's amazing. She's a, a biologist and she talks about, I think it's called The Molecules of Emotion is her book. She talks about the mind-body and she says that emotions, unless we understand them and let them out in that moment in a kind of controlled way, can actually cause illness over time in the body whole series of scientific reasons for it, but our emotions can actually affect us at a cellular level. Um, my sister's a very traditional doctor in England. She actually said to me the other day, she said, I think about 95% of illness, including serious illness, is actually caused by people's blocked emotions. So understanding your emotions and actually finding ways of expelling them in a constructive way are actually really important as well in terms of growth and balance. So the think, our thinking patterns, our feeling patterns and our emotional imprints 
the way that we wanted creativity is huge and we're not at all creative at the moment in either England or in the States. And also then the legacy that we want to believe are the four courses of the 360 Wisdom Circle. And I could just talk to you about creativity all night because it's my big passion <laughs> as well. You know, we, 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 we in America and in Britain, what we've got in common again is we are bloody good at inventing things. And what are we doing at the moment? We've just gone inside of, we've just hidden inside our own shells. If every single person was, was helped to set up a small business in England and in the, in the United States and was given government support to start getting inventive and creative again, you know, like my friend, she could be baking cakes for people, something small, and each one of us within a year could take on one employee, guess what, we wouldn't have any unemployment in the States or in, or in Britain. We've lost the desire and the passion. We've become frightened of the future, and we can take small creative steps. We don't have to be the amazing Steve Jobs overnight. But, you know, he started his business off in a garage. That's what we need to get back to is that creativity. And the problem you have, certainly with people in England, is if you say the word creativity, it frightens people here. They say, well, I can't play the piano. That's not what creativity is about. Creativity is about putting together ideas in different combinations. So, for example, my hero, James Dyson, um, he invented the Dyson vacuum cleaner. He thought to himself, oh, a cyclone, that sucks up every single thing in its pathway. Could I put that technology into a vacuum cleaner? And that's how you invent amazing products. So do you see what 360 is all about now? It's kind of all of these things all in a big melting pot. Mm-hmm. I, I truly love the the process, and I, I know... Um, that when people actually will work with it, uh, the yeah. impact and the profoundness it will have, you know, in their lives, moving them from a good life or an okay life to the possibilities yeah. of something amazing. And I love what yeah. you're saying because it's so true. A lot of times when you do mention not just to people in England, but anywhere about being creative, they equate it to either I don't know how to play the piano or I've never been able to sing, <laughs> you yes, know, for, know. That's just for, one form of expression. It could it, managing stress and being creative when somebody says they work nine to five, they go home every day to, you know, children, uh, a wife, husband, partner. Creativity for them could just look like, at least initially, to take a different route home. But that same person Absolutely. that's already in a rut will do everything the same way as a rut every day of their lives and complain about being in a rut. Rather than looking at, okay, what are some of the pieces of my life right now, having my wife and my children and my J-O-B, that I can't change, Mm -hmm. but taking that with the rest of the hours that I have, what could I really dress up? You know, what could I make differently? Perhaps it could be a different way home. Perhaps it could be that on my way back and forth to work, working 30 minutes, driving 30 minutes to and fro, I could make a commitment to listening to CD series. And in two years, I would have enough knowledge that I could almost get a degree. I mean, it's so many, there's so many different ways, you know, that people could think out of the box. Um, If they would just take the few minutes um, in order to do that and reassess the way they spend their time. I mean, I I don't know where I got that. I think because I was just surrounded by 
um, it's just some really great friends uh, early on uh, that said that, you know, the greatest life is always equivalent to the questions that you're able to ask yourself about, are yeah. you happy? <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I'm, I, think, I'm, I think you're right. And what we are are creatures of habit. And what we do is we surround ourselves with people that we like. We also employ people that we like. And I want to again challenge the listeners. Start getting in with people you don't like. Because what that's about is that's about broadening your mental and emotional landscape. If you're going to surround yourself with business people, you're going to get into a, a loop. Get yourself out there and meet people from different backgrounds. This is again why, let's say for example, because I do believe that people in the different quarters actually have very specific types of jobs. So a lot of people I know who are accountants or lawyers obviously are good thinkers. How many of those people have got creative people in their lives or people who have great emotional intelligence? So consciously go and do something. And again, my book suggests what that could be that puts you into a different space. The other thing is that we're very harsh on ourselves. Getting up in the morning and working out what to wear every day is a creative act. Doing something that just slightly turns the pattern upside down, as you said, listening to a CD in the car, even just the way that we get up and we do our ablutions every morning, put the toothbrush in the other hand, take some time out to do nothing. Again, another thing we've got very much in common as as two cultures from the same stock is that what we tend to do is we're always doing. We're always human doing, not human being. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing of all is to stop and do nothing Mm. and to just live with that silence. That's where the ideas come and that's where you start to relax and come off the pace. And I think you guys in the States are probably worse than us Brits on things like that. <laughs> you, you, work, you work even harder and you're even more driven than we are, at least that's what we believe. But it's, yeah. it's actually, you know, get, get come home one night with the kids. I mean, we've got pumpkins galore, a creative act, cook an orange meal for everybody so that you have to go to the supermarket and all you do is buy everything orange You can have great fun with the kids doing really simple, creative things like that. And it just switches the paradigm a little bit just for a couple of minutes. And what that will do is it will introduce new thoughts, new ideas and new perspectives that you never realized you could have. Simple stuff. Let's not aim for the stars at this stage. Let's do little small steps because people panic if they think they've suddenly got to jump into a completely different sphere where they've got to do transcendental meditation for two hours every day. It's not about that. It's about fitting things into your existing life. And actually, you know, some people are very, we're all lucky we've got a job at the moment and we've got a a home. You know, those of us that have got that are very, very fortunate. So it's just fitting things in around the margins so that it just provides a little bit of spice. Um, I'm looking at a quote that I was uh, pondering last week, and it's so powerful. As long as habits and routine dictate the pattern of living, new dimensions of the soul will not emerge. Henry Van Dyke. Isn't that powerful? Yeah, it's beautiful. And in fact, Edward de Bono, who is um, a Maltese gentleman who you must have heard of, he invented the term lateral thinking, He basically said something very similar, but, you know, we do need rituals and routines up to a point, but by goodness, we need that creativity because it does exactly that. 
it starts to open up different facets of the soul. And, and I believe that we've gone beyond that material want now. Even, even when we have so much, I've been to countries like I, I recently went to the Gambia in Africa over the summer. These people have absolutely nothing. Compared to us, they've got nothing, yet they're really happy. And you have to look at that and think, what's that all about? Because they've got other, they've almost, if I had to look at 360, it's almost like that they're, they're emotionally and creatively, what they're doing every day is they're creating something out of nothing because they have nothing. They also have nothing to lose. When you've got something, it's very, very difficult to let go of it. And so we in the West have a lot of material wealth. We have a lot of status. Very difficult to let go of that. But if we could just acquire a little bit of creativity and a little bit more emotional resilience, it would make a huge difference. Mm, you're so right. Well, I'm loving everything that you're sharing um, here on Unity FM today. And I wanted to remind everybody that you can do your uh, iPhone or Android download on unity.fm. The information is there uh, so that you have the convenience of listening to this station on your rate, on your uh, cell phone. How cool is that? We love technology. I'm Temple Hayes, and we'll be right back after break with Claire Chidley. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for the blessing of the financial crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach for weekly inspiration on ways to identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, where your purpose is your prosperity. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Claire Chidley. And I wanted to encourage you to take the time to go to Claire's website. Claire's home base is in England. It's Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, Chidley, C-H-I-D-L-E-Y.com. And on there, you can find out where to get her book, 360 Wisdom. It's a personal development program to help you rebalance, reflect, 
re-energize and regain your sense of purpose and focus. Claire, I love the information in the quadrant you've been talking about today of people being aware of the four elements, think, feel, create, and believe. And I believe that you um, also share with people that when you are able to bring all four of them together, there's something very magical that happens. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, I think we've all experienced this in our lives. Um, Just imagine a time, listeners, where everything just seemed to work. It felt like a switch had flipped across and you were just in this complete flow state. And not only did everything in the short term go really well for you, it almost feels as if you had this sense of what was coming next. That's what I call being on the diamond. When one goes around the four quarters, and this is, this is sort of something that you can do to a greater depth time and time again, as you go around the circle through think and the exercises there into feel, then into create, then into believe, you start to get more and more self-awareness and balance And gradually, you start to be able to kind of iron out some of those extremes that you experience. That's going around the circle, and that's what I call crystallization. Um, Crystals form naturally um, over time, and the the most powerful crystal is the diamond. Atomically, it has a perfect atomic structure. And if I could find a diamond big enough and I sliced it, you and I would probably walk towards it, try and walk through it, because it would be completely clear. We'd have a bit of an accident. So when you're standing on the diamond, you've gone through this crystallization process where you've almost formed yourself into a diamond. And the view from the center of the circle is literally crystal clear. And at that point, I believe, and the more I do it, the more I find myself on it, things start to come to you. And it's curious. I often look at very, very wealthy, successful people, and I often think how still they are. It's as if they don't actually go through life. A paradox happens. Life comes to them. And I think that when you're balanced in think, feel, create, and believe, and you're standing in the center, you're actually standing on the diamond, and you can see what I describe as the field. Now, in different religions, for example, the Buddhists talk about the well or the source. And I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I'm a practicing Christian myself, but I'm sure that, you know, there are, there are all sorts of references throughout different religions to this sense of power, which could be perhaps called the Holy Spirit or whatever in other religions. And the difference is, is that quite often when you're in that flow state, it kind of like is something that's happening around you and you don't know what to do. When you're 360 wise, you start to be able to draw it towards you and then use it for the good of others. And I believe that there were certain people in history who were 360. I think Martin Luther King was 360. I think Gandhi was 360. Um, There are a whole range of people, probably Mother Teresa. They had that ability to use that flow and actually use it with a sort of higher consciousness, with an intention of helping others. And as I say, that, to me, when I do manage to achieve that, either for myself or to just create a space for people on my courses to actually experience that for themselves, my goodness me, I get such a buzz. That, to me, is what 
that's my legacy. That's what living is all about, to help people get to that point where they can see that themselves. The difference is, is that with this field, I believe you can turn it on or off. And I have this little technique where I do a little visualization technique. And when you buy my book, you'll see on my website, you can actually hear my wonderful English accent, she said with a bit of sarcasm, because it's, I've got a very Midlands accent. But you, you can actually hear my visualizations on my website. And what you're doing when you go into this field and you actually start to work with it is something very profound. And it's actually something incredibly important. There's a lot of scientific research now, um, wonderful, wonderful um, work done by people like David Baum, quantum physicist. And um, if any of you have actually seen the film Down the Rabbit Hole, that is actually fantastic because it explains some of these co quite complex scientific things that are going on in this quantum field. But in the quantum physics world, the belief is, is that we have a, a, a sort of series of waves or particles that energy um, all, we're all made up of energy, you know, we're not actually solid beings. And that the power of thought, if it's good thought, can actually shift that energy. The Buddhists believe that in that empty space, there is the power of potentiality. And I think people like Deepak Chopra also talk about that. So from out of that emptiness, where there appears to be nothing, there's everything. And when things come out of that field, which is what we call the flow state, the difference between somebody who is 360 wise and somebody who isn't is that the 360 wise person will know how to act with integrity and love with anything that comes from the field. I hope this all makes sense, Temple. It totally <laughs> makes sense. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so do you work with a process that over a course of 21 days or 30 days, what do you feel about um, a shifting habits? in order to maintain uh, these four quadrants each day, yeah. um, is there a, an, a simple exercise or two or thought process or something that you can give us that we can work with this week? Okay. I think, first of all, when you're feeling very stressed out, um, there are, what you've got to do is to come off the pace. You've got to get out of your head. And I think that one of the things that we find very... We're fascinated by our brains. Let's be honest. The last part of the brain to form in the human is the, is the rational thinking brain. So we're obsessed with thought. And, of course, what we do at school, certainly, you know, in my experience, is, is that we, we kind of let kids play around and be creative and play with sand. And then gradually, 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 in school, you're taught to just think rationally. So the first thing I would do is to say, and we're going to have loads of people doing this now in the States, there's a lovely little technique called mindful walking. And all you have to do, and we'll see loads of people now doing it all over, all over the world, which would be wonderful. And again, this is something the Buddhists do occasionally, is that you actually stand up and you just consciously hold your hands in front of you. So you're like clasping your hands, almost like a sort of medieval pose. And then you just very slowly... Lift your feet off the ground one by one and place them firmly on the ground like a real slow, almost like a spacewalk. Very, very slowly and just become very mindful of your feet touching the ground and your hands holding each other. Every time a thought comes into your head, just dismiss it and just keep on looking around you and noticing what's happening. It's called mindful walking and I guarantee if you just do 
do that for a couple of minutes every day when you're feeling a little bit stressed out, you'll automatically feel your blood pressure lowering, you'll feel calmer. That's just one little technique to get you out of your head. Another really small one is to actually just hold your heart. One of the things you guys do in the States when you sing your national anthem, you put your hands over your heart. I find that one of the most lovely, comforting things to do. Even better if you actually do it with somebody else. If you think you can stand side on side with a good friend or a partner or one of your children and actually touch each other's hearts, close your eyes and just hold each other. Again, a very small, simple technique that will just take you out of your head and just give you 30 seconds of peace and calm. Loads and loads of exercises then for getting creativity juices going and loads of exercises for sort of calming you down emotionally. But the first thing, I think, is to stop thinking a little bit because in that silence then, the thoughts that come in are very different to your normal patterns of thinking. So are those little techniques helpful, do you think? I think they're extremely helpful. And I I think that that's where we tend to benefit more as a culture is we're able to do certain exercises that kind of help us with the process of understanding, you know, because a lot of times it becomes another intellectual theory and everybody goes, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. But when we actually walk through the motion, um, and that's what's exciting about your book is that it, it gives you different processes and things that individuals can use uh, to work with them. Would this book um, make a good study group, a group book for people to use in groups? Yes, it would. I mean, one of the things that I had a wonderful experience with, I was very privileged to go out to Taiwan to actually work with this with 30 Taiwanese creative people. Now, I may be wrong about this, and I'm sure your listeners will ring up and say she's wrong, But my understanding of sort of Chinese culture, because the Taiwanese obviously are different, but their rootstock is is Chinese, is that that they think very much in terms of the collective. And um, I went out there thinking, my goodness, this is going to be really, really difficult because the culture out there is really different to kind of like our culture. And you know what? They were amazing because the one thing we, we did all the way through, I was there for a week, we just giggled and laughed all the way through these people were delightful and i worked with 30 people and we did a day on think a day on feel a day on create a day on believe and then we brought it all together at the end and um it was a real it changed my understanding about culture and about our fears about the outsider or the other you know when i was growing up we we were living through the cold war so our enemy was the russians now that's no longer the case. But the danger is we always fear the other. And, you know, we, we can be quite um, isolationist about things like that. And you know what? The more I travel and the more wonderful people I meet, the more I realize we're all the same. We all have the same fears. And actually, maybe something like 360, where you get big study groups together, will start to break down some of those barriers. That group process is so powerful, because you're right, we we are into stereotypes and different labels, but when you put a group of people in a room together, you discover that ultimately we all want the same thing. You know, we want Absolutely. to be loved, we want Peace, to be love. happy, yeah. um, we want to feel a sense of, of oneness or value, 
that we're able to offer. Um, yeah. Your 360 Wisdom sounds like a wonderful program uh, that people can use in their spiritual communities and in their corporations mm-hmm. and companies. And I want to remind everybody that they can go to clairechidley.com and find out where to order this wonderful book and benefit from all these um, different quadrants of, of wisdom. Claire, it's been wonderful having you with us today and from across the ocean, from our, what, 3,500 and something miles we are apart. Um, it has been a pleasure joining hand in hand today and looking at these concepts that move people from good to amazing. I want to thank you for being part of our show, and I look forward to having you. you on again. Yeah, it's been delightful. And can I just say goodbye to everyone to just uh, feel really like there's a bit of unity. Though we've got the ocean between us, it just feels that we're all really close together tonight. And um, just, you know, keep on doing what you're doing, Temple, because it's absolutely amazing and good luck. Oh, thank you, Claire. Thank you for joining us today on From Good to Amazing. And just remember that you can download and have uh, this wonderful radio show on your iPhone or your Android. You can download going to unity.fm. Thank you, everyone, for being with us. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. is the secret to happiness why do bad things happen to good people what is our purpose in life what must i do to bring healing into my life join reverend paul hasselbeck every tuesday for a metaphysical romp explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real life scenarios from people like you Call him with your questions and spiritual challenges and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share to be fruitful and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity.
parenting doesn't happen by default. It's intentional. It's a decision about who you'll be and what you'll do in your family life. Join your hosts, Reverends Jennifer and Ogan Holder, each week for Unity Family Matters as they guide you on a spiritual journey, creating conscious family life. Experience the light side of parenting, realizing your divine identity while raising your children to know they are the light of God. Gain insights based on unity principles. Talk with today's prominent experts in spiritual parenting and address your questions and comments from spiritual perspectives. Unity Family Matters. Every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, Unity Online Radio. Yes, I was wanting to know if I can listen to Unity Online Radio on my smartphone. Actually, yes iPhone and Android users can now listen live to Unity Online Radio with the Live 365 app. This is great news. How do I get the app? Getting the app is super easy. You'll need to download our broadcast partner's app, Live 365. iPhone users can go to iTunes to download the Live 365 app. Android users can go to the Android market. Once the app is downloaded onto your mobile device, search for Unity Online Radio. And voila, your favorite hosts, live on your phone. Wow. Unity Online Radio, on the go? How cool is that? To learn more, go to www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music. It's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Do you experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Time on Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the oneness blessing Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. Angel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts. 